Hello everyone, namaste and welcome to the D show on Saturday evening. Well, I'm Dr. D and I have my tea right here with me. I hope you all have got your teas and coffees and are ready for some invigorating conversation. As you know that I like to bring in guests who are sort of unsung heroes, who are modest, who are very down to earth from across industries, and these are the hidden gems who are paving the way, bring the being the trend setters for everybody, especially the youth of today, to follow and to dispel and break a lot of myths. My job here is to help you get all the inspiration and motivation, whether be it your hobby, passion, or a full-time career, and get you right what you need the most, all the inside scoop, behind-the-scene conversations from across the industries, as well as a lot of know-how straight from the experts and the specialists themselves. So I hope you all are ready today because it is the festive season. It is a holiday season coming up and the end of the year, we all want to click a lot of photographs, create a lot of memories. So today I thought it would be perfect as we near the end of 2021 to bring in a guest who's going to make us understand all the behind-the-scenes conversations on the D-Show with the world of photography. Let me introduce him quickly here. Well, he is a legendary photographer, in my opinion, of course, a name to reckon with. He has worked with many celebrities, and he's here to give us all the insights after working with Olympics stars such as Mary Com, PV Sindhu, and of course, a lot of brands like Tanishq, Bridgestone, etc. Let me just bring in, in here Samir Belvalkar. Hello. Hi, Samir. How are you? Hi, Dr. D. That's such a new name for you. I'm still getting used to it. I'm great. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely fine. So Samir, just hang in there because I'm getting a few messages from my lot of viewers here. I hope we are visible to everybody across social media. Well, thank you, Vishal, for giving us our first comment. Please somebody validate on social media that Samir and I are audible and visible to all of you because we want to make this extremely special. On YouTube, you are. Let's see what's happening with the other social media channels. Great. I'm getting a few thumbs ups here on my WhatsApp. Okay. Samir, it's a live show, live industry, one take, and you also belong to that industry. While we have a lot of audiences who are tuning in right now with us, I want to know from you that you work with celebrities and you work with absolutely mango people such as myself. <laughs> How does it feel to work with people from two end of the spectrums? Honestly, it's a very overwhelming feeling when you're shooting celebrities. But you know what happens is, you know, over time, it sort of fades off. And uh, you come to a point where everybody standing in front of the camera is your Shah Rukh Khan and everybody standing in front of your camera is your Aishwarya Rai. So trust me, I'm as nervous uh, you know, if I'm shooting a celebrity or as nervous if I'm shooting, you know, somebody from uh, a, a normal walk of life, because ultimately my job is to make them look good. 
with celebrities I have to try a little uh, you know less hard so in that sense I'm a little relieved but then again you know there's a different challenge of managing the celebrity where you know uh, I don't really have to get into it while I'm shooting somebody from a common walk of life but at the same time the challenge over there is to uh, warm that person up to the camera and you know pull the right strings and make them look good so you know correct it's great, it's great but I really like the latter I like picking people from normal walks of life and making them look like stars because I think you know if as a photographer I can do that then I think I've achieved something as an artist well, I couldn't agree more with you. And I would like to tell all my viewers that uh, in 2011, when I wanted to make a choice between which photographer to go with to shoot my last portfolio, I had narrowed down to the celebrity photographer Dabur Ratnani and Samir Belwalkar. And actually, I went with Samir because I saw a lot of passion, a lot of support that Samir gave from behind the scenes to make me look the best version of myself. Samir, you do that with your you know, models, you do that with the artists that you're working with. How draining is that? Because I don't see, I worked with some of the top photographers of the country and of the world. And trust me, I don't see the amount of commitment and dedication and beyond just the clicking photograph skill that they put in. So how draining is that for you? So, you know, over about two decades of doing it, it's honestly like uh, second nature to me now because I sort of have identified a certain personality types and I know that this is going to work with this person and it's pretty much on autopilot. But uh, to answer your question in uh, probably a little greater detail, it is a little tough because ultimately uh, I have to make the person feel good about himself or herself. And it just puts a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to do that. Uh, also, one place where people go wrong is uh, they feel that because they're in a photo shoot and because they are posing in front of a camera, they have to just be a totally different person and you know pull out a lot of tricks from their hat, so to speak. But I have to constantly tone them down. And the real essence is in making them uh, believe that what they already are is good enough and that they don't really have to try very hard and what they are coming to me with is good in itself to make them look good in front of the camera. So, you know, it's, 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 wow. a, it's a different kind of a battle. But yeah, I'm a little better at, uh, you know, fighting those now. Or let's just say that my patience has increased over the years. <laughs> but yeah, I, I managed to get through. Don't we all need to do that? And I've seen how patient you are with your team when you are at work and your clients. So tell me, do you manage to keep all your clients happy? I try to because, you know, if anybody needs to be happy as a part of me doing my job, it's the client because, you know, then what have I achieved? So there, are, there have been times when, you know, the shoot is not going uh, my way, but the client is thrilled with it. And well, that's just like a feather in my cap because, you know, if the client is happy, then, you know, somewhere I've done my job well uh, from a commercial uh, perspective. And art is something that uh, no two people can agree on or, or rather no two people have to agree on. So as long as my client is happy, I'm happy. So, yeah, it, it is a up, uphill climb at times. Sometimes, you know, it's very, very difficult convincing the client that what his idea is, you know, is not the best. Uh, but you know, it's something that has to be done. So, yeah. So th there are many myths associated with photography. In fact, yeah. so many things that even I don't know. And uh, my husband is just building a passion of, uh, you know, cameras and clicking photographs. But there are some myths. I mean, 
do you really need to have a very expensive equipment to be a good photographer so to answer that question uh, you know i can answer a question uh, i can ask a question back to you that is it essential for somebody who cooks good food to have a very expensive pan <laughs> no no not at all it doesn't matter yeah. it is correct, all in the correct. skill Right. Exactly. So it's all about the person behind the camera, and that's one of the biggest myths that I try to bust uh, with a lot of people who come to me for advice or mentorship or you know portfolio critique. I see a lot of people not even pick up the camera because they feel that they have a very average camera and they need something which is like a full frame, some technical jargons like a full frame camera, a certain number of megapixels, a prime lens versus a zoom lens. So there are a lot of these myths that they feel that only if they have this. will they achieve something extraordinary but in my head i think these are just uh, reasons these are just tools of procrastination there's nothing more to it because you know as an artist i think being an artist is a very courageous job if you ask me it takes a lot of guts to be an artist because uh i'll tell you about me when i pick up the camera and if i'm going to be uh, doing a photo shoot i'm always risking uh not getting on camera what i have in my head because you know everything happens in the head first the image forms in my head first you know right. so it's a very right. courageous thing to still pick up the camera because that's the moment of truth either you have done your job and what you have in your head is exactly what you get on camera or then you get something which is totally you know not up to it and you know that's the determining factor of you know if you're a good photographer or a bad photographer because that's the whole idea of photography what you have in your head you translate into a, a visual medium and in that sense i think a lot of people don't pick up their cameras because they are afraid of uh facing their moment of truth and i think the biggest reason for that is i don't have expensive equipment i don't have good equipment and so i will delay it for as long as possible wow you know that is that is so true when i used to model at that point in time everybody used to say camera doesn't lie whatever it is in your soul will be reflected in your aura which the camera is going to capture a follow up on that question mamta is asking is there something like camera fear so i'm oh. guessing she has camera fear so why don't you share some experiences that do you encounter people who have a lot of camera fear i think everybody has camera fear you take anybody you take uh, uh, a superstar you take a politician you take somebody from a modi to a putin to a to anybody you want how much ever great they are you point a camera towards anybody and they are all stiff like this they're all uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they freeze it's a very powerful tool so i don't know how many of you uh, have listened to my uh, ted talk i open with saying that uh, a pen is mightier than the sword but what is mightier than a pen you know it's a camera pointed straight at you <laughs> wow yeah so true so true yeah. correct, correct. <laughs> so of course camera fear is a very real thing and i think uh, as a photographer most of my effort goes in making the person comfortable to face the camera and to help them drop this fear because only when you drop this fear uh once they forget that there's a camera that's when they let loose and that's when all the magic starts happening so since you spoke about celebrities and you know people have to be comfortable and it takes a little bit of time for them in front of the camera to showcase the magic you worked with Aishwarya Rai Bachchan and i'd like to tell uh, all the audiences here for jodha akbar right and you yeah. did the publicity photography so all of you friends uh, all the hoardings that we saw they were shot by samir he's worked with some of the biggest bollywood artists and this comes to my mind because aishwarya looked splendid 
So tell me that celebrities at that level, do they also experience fear or anxiety? Uh, see, they, I'm pretty sure they do because I haven't really seen, as a photographer, you start sensing it after a while. Uh, as celebrities, they are in a job, they're in a job description where they have to look smashing and good all the time. You know, one false move and uh, it just doesn't happen for them. And that's what they're paid for. Uh, so, yeah, I think to answer that question very shortly, yes, celebrities also face a lot of camera fear. And uh, I've seen that happen in a few cases, honestly. You know, there, there are people like uh, Kajol, there are people like Ajay Devgan, there are people that I've heard of. Uh, I haven't shot Amitabh Bachchan yet, unfortunately, but pretty soon, I hope. I know Kajol, Ajay Devgan to have, uh, they don't like facing the camera. And whenever I've shot right. them, uh, it's always like, get it over with fast. You know? <laughs> and you know, when celebrities are used to facing the motion camera so often, you know, they're always emoting, they're always doing an action sequence, they're doing humor, you know, it's, it's very dynamic. And what happens is, you know, suddenly when they're facing a still camera and they don't have to do any of this and just stand, uh, hold a stance and just, you know, express uh, everything uh, through a still picture, you know, that just becomes very, very challenging and uh, a lot of people don't like it. So I'm pretty sure it boils down to, you know, having the camera fear. It's, it's there. It's there, right? So Vishal wants to know, what do you prefer amongst black and white or color? You know, that, that also is a myth. I've heard many people ask me that question because obviously, thanks to Samir, my photographs come out really nice. But they ask me that, are the cameras separate for black and white pictures because we see no. some stunning on media or are they the same? And is it very easy to do black and white? So uh, I started on film. So if you want to nail black and white, you have to understand something which is called the zone system. You know, it's a very technical thing and it's uh, it's very complex. You need a lot of practice to master the zone system for anybody who want, who's interested in shooting black and whites. You can just check it on YouTube and try and uh, learn more about that. My personal preference. Okay. The second part of the question was, uh, are there different cameras for black and white? No. The In case of film, there used to be black and white rolls and colored rolls. Now in digital, okay. it's just a click of a button and whatever you want can be turned into black and white. But it's not that simple. You know, if you understand the zone system, you'll come to know that when you're looking at something which is in color, you have to understand what tone of gray will it change to. Like red will uh, change to a different tone of gray. So will orange, green, pink, purple. Everything is going to turn into a different shade of gray. So oh, when, you're wow. looking, okay. yeah, when you're looking at something which is in color, you have to process it in your head as black and white. To know yeah. what's going to work, what's not going to work. It's not as simple as just turning it to black and white. You know, it'll give you a black and white picture, but you know, it'll not be uh, uh, technically sound, so to speak. So Nitin is asking you, welcome to the show, Samir. I have a question. I believe you shoot with Hasselblad. I'm guessing that's the name of a camera. Yeah. How different is medium format from full frame and how does it impact your creative process? So... I personally love shooting on that camera. In fact, I had a shoot this morning, uh, which I shot on that itself. So medium format basically is going to give you more digital information because the size of the image sensor, I'll not get into too much of technical details, but just brushing up on the surface, 
it's going to give you more information because the size of uh, the digital sensor is bigger than a normal camera or a 35 millimeter camera so that's why a normal camera every dslr that every other person has is a 35 millimeter format as against a medium format which is a 120 millimeter format you know so more surface area exposed the more information you have the hasselblad and a medium format is very very unforgiving because uh, it catches each and every detail and it will show you immediately what a nonsensical photographer you are wow <laughs> that quick a judgment huh? that big a judgment because you know it's very unforgiving <laughs> it will catch things and it will it will tell it will tell you on your face like this is not correct and that is not correct so you got to be uh, absolutely sound in what you're doing with the light I'm sure a lot of what you said was understood by many passionate photographers who are watching this show right now and Nitin. Some <laughs> part of it was Greek to me. <laughs> correct, correct. I didn't delve too much into the technicalities, but just on the surface, yes. Well, we have interesting questions and comments coming in and I'm going to encourage everybody to just reach out to us. No dumb questions here. Guess what? I'm asking dumb questions myself. So Vishal is saying, Samir, how do you handle rejections? So you have planned shoot in some manner and model person just don't agree any particular instance so there have been but i know thankfully uh, not to blow my own trumpet but i i feel that i'm at a point right now where i don't think that i can take a bad picture even if i want to honestly so it's just come through a lot of practice and uh, too many shoots gone wrong <laughs> <laughs> no but okay so let's go back to the start of your career yeah yeah okay because obviously vishal needs some inspiration course, and your personality today with your stature with your expertise is obviously people think you have it all figured out right right you and i we often discuss over coffee that how we look at make it look effortless and people think we have it all figured out although we struggle too so right. why don't you share without taking any names maybe one experience where you really had a tough time i mean you had your best intention best expertise maybe from the start of your career and it didn't go so well and you had to face rejection so what did you do to overcome rejection i'll tell you uh, i'll tell you two instances where i was uh, offended to the point of view of just keeping the camera away because i really felt like whatever i'd done even you know uh, leaving my job and picking up the camera so uh of course i started on film and digital was not even on horizon for the next uh, you know couple of years to come so i did a shoot for a product company who was making some electrical components uh it was film of course so on the lighting you know that we use we've got a yellow bulb which is called the pilot light or the modeling bulb uh which gives you a sense of how the lighting is going to look it's, because when you click the uh, camera you know you get a burst of light as you must have seen so that's yes. only for a fraction of a second but how do you know how this light is going to mold your subject so for that you've got like a modeling lamp or a pilot lamp you switch that on it's generally yellow in color and you can set the light you can see how much how much shadows you're getting how's the composition looking how much is the detail on the product you're getting so what i did as uh, you know as a really smart photographer that i was was i did the <laughs> entire shoot in the modeling lamp you know oh absolutely not knowing that it's going to give me a horrible yellow cast on my pictures all the electrical components were bright white in color uh. and i and of course <laughs> it's film so i don't know what i'm going to get until i give it to process and then get prints and then the client is waiting for the final delivery and i get all the pictures in my hand and uh, everything is yellow 
Oh dear Lord, how did you? What did you do? And it's all time sensitive, as I understand. Your industry is it's all time sensitive. sensitive. And but I, I did not know it back then. I did not know a lot of things back then. I just knew that I wanted to become a photographer because there was just this inner voice driving me crazy, and I just completely let into it. So I did not even know that uh, I should not. I did not even know that giving these kind of pictures is unacceptable. So I said, okay, this is how it's supposed to be, and I. <laughs> I very Please proudly tell me what was the reaction of the client. <laughs> so he called up my friend, uh, not friend, an acquaintance who's through whose agency I got this, and I was referred to this job by somebody else. So there were like three, four people involved in between me and the client. So all of them came to know that this disaster has happened, and uh, then I was told very nicely that you 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 are a a hole, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a live show. I couldn't beep it. <laughs> <laughs> I beeped it. I just said a hole. So <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, correct, correct. So, and I'm like, well, okay. So it's supposed to be white. Well, okay. I should have used the flash. That's what the flash is for. That's what the modeling lamp is for. Big learning. You know, I'm glad I had that in the beginning of my career, not when I was shooting uh, Ritik or Aishwarya or Sharuk. So that that's that's a blessing in these guys. So to save the day, I. Uh, at my own cost, I offered to fix the entire thing for them. I asked for two, three days time, and I did a did a lot of research. I spoke to some of my photographer friends back, uh, you know, uh, in the day, and I fixed the shoot for the client. And I gave them everything spick and span at my own cost because you know a wow. client being happy was extremely important. So that that but was. Did the you first. have that much money to sponsor it on your own? I, I hardly, had, I hardly had money to buy film. So. <laughs> But that's nice of you, and you kept your integrity high. Yes. Because I was just about to ask you, did you refund the client? Because the easiest way is, you know what, I'm returning the money back and take an exit. But you actually fixed it. I, I fixed it, and see nowadays I tell them that okay, money on the table. Give me my fifty percent. Otherwise, I'm not making a single call. At that time, I I had no, I had nothing to claim. At that time, only if I give the pictures uh, and if they're good enough, then you know, in his own sweet time, he will pay me the entire money. There was no concept of an advance. At least I was not in the position to ask for it. True, true. Yeah. No, very well said, and thank you for sharing. What about the other incident? The other incidents is, you know, again. So I, I got this entire stack of prints made of all my pictures, which I thought were, you know, award-winning pictures, like Pulitzer-winning pictures. And I thought, okay, I've just arrived, and I took the entire stack of pictures to Bombay to a stock photography agency, and all these pictures were typical pictures which people come to me with, showing uh, perspective, and like one pillar is in focus, everything else is out of focus, and then there's like a buffalo in the water, and on the horns there's a crow sitting, and some ridiculous shots of silhouettes against the sunset. Uh, that's what everyone is shooting nowadays. You know, that's how your career starts, or that's how your hobby starts as a photographer. So I very proudly took it to this person in Bombay, and he looked at all the pictures, and in front of me, he threw the entire stack in the dustbin. <gasps> Dear Lord, I'm telling you, I, you know, I was not crying. I hope you didn't like bash the client. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was heartbroken. I was like, what just happened? This is like a reality check. This is like divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he threw the entire stack and you know he gave me an example that uh, some camera company had done a project where they distributed the cameras to all the street side beggars in bombay and uh, they wanted them to click pictures because they wanted to see how uh, bombay looks from their perspective and he has seen those pictures and even those pictures are better 
וואו. זה היה קיק בלו דה בלט. רג'קשן אנד אינסלט. אני הייתי דאנט טוקינג אפטר וויל, ואני הייתי פילינג נאם אול אובר מי בודי, ואני הייתי סיטינג אינס אופיס פור 15-20 מינוטס אפטר דאט, ואני לא יודעת איך להתרגש. but very uh, very unknowingly i realized that there were tears rolling down and i was not even crying you know so that, that, was, that was like the biggest insult of my life i i would say but again i i took it really well i gave up the camera that's what i did that's how i took it took it well <laughs> i gave up the camera for the next 3 4 months i did not shoot a single picture but then again this this incessant voice in my head just wouldn't leave me alone and then you know wow. i i came back stronger and you know with a lot of determination of doing certain things fixing certain things so i think yeah i think that was the biggest rejection of my life but other than that even today you know like i said art is very subjective uh, as a photographer my entire endeavor is firstly to make the client happy uh if in the process my models my, the people who are facing the camera are happy it's great and then thirdly i need to be happy so wow. if three people are happy i don't care if the world doesn't like it because you know I, no photographer can make everyone happy even uh, even uh, uh, da vinci's mona lisa come on i'm pretty sure a lot of people don't really think what is the big deal with this right but it's a masterpiece so art is very very subjective and on a commercial shoot i will just try to make my client happy uh, the the star or the artist happy and myself happy that's the end of the story for me Wow, so that's a big learning. Vishal, what an excellent question you asked. And I think we got a lot out of Sameer here with some real life examples. And rejection happens to all of us, Sameer, right? That's how we either move forward or we use another way to go in another direction. But people like you and me, we take it up as a challenge and re-motivate ourselves and learn better and keep growing. So Mimansa Paliwal is saying, so honest. It's great to know about the journey alongside all the information. In fact, Mimansa is a good artist herself. I know that about her and it is nice of her to give you a compliment. We uh, also yeah, have... Yeah, thank you so much. Sudeep Ji is saying it's worth joining live session. Thank you, Sudeep Ji. That is the whole endeavor. And keep joining and keep learning and keep asking these questions. Hey, we have a comment from Sid here. Sudhanta is saying, <laughs> really interesting to get to know about your failures. Never knew about this. <laughs> yeah, but great. Good, good, to, good to know that he's finally uh, watching something uh, where I'm involved. So, <laughs> thank so you, Sudhanta. Yes, yeah, so Sudhanta, for everybody's uh, consumption, let me tell you that he is the young lad, son of Sameer Belwalkar. And for him to say this live on YouTube right now, I think it is something interesting. Sid, don't worry. Just keep pushing Sameer to talk to me. I'll get you more spoken for you. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. We have Roshan asking, Hello, Sameer, sir. I completed my photography course. So what will you suggest? to do to start a career as a fashion photographer okay so brutal brutal truth brutally honest uh, why do you want to be a fashion photographer i think you should forget being a fashion photographer one i tell this to everybody and people have no reason why they want to be a fashion photographer so if your reason if your uh, if your uh, calling is strong pick up the camera become a fashion photographer but in in the attempt of giving advice to people of how to start a fashion photography career you know people don't realize that there's so many other genres of photography which are lying uh, absolutely empty waiting to be explored you know so is fashion something that you really really want to do is one secondly uh, 
I think you should practice shooting fashion every day. If I ask people what is fashion photography, they have no answer to it. A lot of people think that shooting live fashion shows is fashion photography. If I ask people what is the difference between advertising photography, editorial photo photography, a portfolio, and fashion, very few people can tell them apart. You know, so first I understand agree. what fashion photography is. Shoot every day, get better at your skill, and once you know how to wield the camera to your full full potential, then it's only about shooting uh, your specific genre and just getting better at it. But any art practice is the key. You know, look at musicians, look at uh, let's say sportsmen. Like you know, a singer will get up every morning and do his riyas. You know, a, a guitarist, a pianist, they'll practice every day. How is photography any different? I see more and more people wanting to be photographers, and less and less people wanting to shoot every day to better their skill. It's an art. It needs to be practiced every day for you to get better at it. So I think let's that let that be the start of your uh, you know entry into the fashion uh, career. Fantastic! It's a skill, and you need to practice it every day. That's a very very good message from uh, Samir. Vishal is asking you an interesting question, actually. we should all know that what is what difference you see in high end mobile camera and proper camera so i'm guessing when he so, says high end obviously he's talking about the mobile phones above a lakh today of course of course so uh, the biggest difference is the sensor size you know the the size of the sensor which catches the light pixels and forms the image you know uh, people don't realize of course uh, mobile phone photography is great nowadays but if you're talking about reproducing what you click from a high end mobile the highest uh, mobile camera that's out there uh, with the uh, high end digital slr or even intermediate slr uh, digital slr the output uh, in terms of the reproduction is going to be much better with the dslr because the sensor size inside is bigger so it catches more information so okay. even if it's a 50 megapixel 60 megapixel phone camera you're forgetting that the sensor inside is just a small tiny chip it's only going to uh, record a certain amount of information so in that sense yes it's made it very very convenient if you want to uh, upload it to social media great i have done an entire fashion shoot just on a phone camera just to prove something to some people and it it turned out really well people did not even realize i did it on the phone without any lights wow. only, only thermocol sheets and uh, you know reflectors natural sunlight but again if i'm going to reproduce those it's going to be a problem Uh, of course, it's not going to be a problem, but you know, you compare that to any kind of a digital SLR, that's definitely going to have its uh, you know uh, advantages over a phone. Wow, great! So Vishal is saying any art practice is a key. Well said, and we have Chitra joining in. Chitra, thank you for joining in. She is a leader from the financial industry and somebody to reckon with. and she says practice makes a man perfect well vishal i hope you got all your uh, queries sorted with the mobile high end mobile camera versus uh the real camera right so you spoke about sports sometime back and i know that you worked with some of the sports stars in fact currently you are the you're doing the ipl pro kabaddi campaigns right you've done that as well i've done that in the past yes Okay, you've done that as the, in the past. You worked with Mary Com, PV Sindhu. So you answered to us that uh, you know how celebrities are. Tell us a little about sports. I mean, because I know that you're one photographer who's very versatile. You don't just do fashion. You're also in the other genres. So number one question from my side: Is it difficult for a photographer to be versatile? And number two question: That how are sports stars different from celebrities? so initially uh, i remember a time where 
having a niche having a specialization is very very important in photography in my formative years of my career i did uh, i was a press photographer for a for a while i did pastry parties to i i shot open uh, manholes to overflowing drainages to water are you serious yeah i know that because i used to love shooting it didn't matter what i shot <laughs> so so i've done that to food photography to interiors to uh, name it i've done it i've done most of it but after that you know when the time was to go uh, serious and make it into a business what i had to choose was what is my specialization because that's what's going to carve a niche for me and i chose people photography because people are everywhere and everyone wants to look good and uh, i can give people instructions i can't give a uh, uh, you know a, a plate of pasta in instructions right and it's not going to <laughs> it's 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 more difficult for me more effort on my side so i chose people photography as my specialization but i think nowadays uh, even though you're doing people photography having different areas of specializations is the key right now to going forward is what i feel you know i remember a time where uh, being a jack of all trades was considered a bad thing but i think at this point in time whatever my observations have been and my experience has been if you're a jack of all trades i think you will go uh, much longer than having a certain specialization wow okay yeah. So, so you got but then you learn one photography you know become an expert in that genre and then move on or do you yes. become an expert simultaneously no 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 you you sell yourself as one specialization is what i do i'm a people photographer if you go to my website you'll see only fashion and advertising okay but there are a whole okay. lot of people out there who know i do a lot of corporate work you know there are a whole lot of people wow. out there who know i do food i do interiors but i don't really sell it as my usp because uh if any new person comes onto my website they shouldn't really get confused ki iska interiors acha hai ki iske people shots acche <laughs> so oh, i like that so you say you're a people photographer yes. that is something so interesting and unique yeah. i'm hearing it Correct. for the first time right so rakshit is saying samir how to ensure the color are accurate while editing my god because i guess the a lot so so photo, if you had to put in percentage photography re, actual photography versus editing is it 50-50 it's normally 75 25 for most photographers out there okay. 75 25 photography <laughs> and now you have so many softwares as well right of course of course everything everything that i've seen people do is you know just take a acceptable picture with whatever lighting that they can manage and then fix everything in post is what's going on everywhere and uh, trust me most of the pictures that i post on my website even on my social media most of them are directly from the camera again i'm not just trying to you know blow my own trumpet here but i take great pride in the fact that my pictures are good to use directly from the camera the only thing that i need to uh, fix are the bumps on the skin or just some you know stray hair somewhere but then that's the responsibility of the model so it's not on me <laughs> So uh, what what advice one tip that you can give to Rakshit that how to ensure the colors are accurate while editing is there something that we need to keep in mind So when you want to have accurate colors you get into the whole theory of color uh, balancing or white balancing So what I do Rakshit is I shoot a 18% gray picture and uh, match the colors to the 18% gray again this is technical not going into detail or I've got something known as the color checker So whenever I'm shooting on my Hasselblad medium format I told you it's very unforgiving so all the colors 
generally go for a toss because the color because the camera does does not know which is white which is gray which is black so what happens is you know with this color checker it's it's like a palette it looks like a makeup person's palette where you've got multitude of colors and it's got different different shades of black and gray you take a picture wow. of that and you tell the camera that this is my black this is my white this is my gray and once the computer knows okay this is white this is black this is gray then it puts all the values of the other colors into place oh interesting all right yeah, that, so that's I'll... how I normally do my color balancing there But you go again, rachid you got an yeah. insight tip <laughs> yeah But then again i i like uh, wrong colors because that's me what makes the picture more interesting you know <laughs> yeah uh, and expose <laughs> expose the people yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and you know if you actually go to see instagram and all the filters that instagram has all these filters where all the you know errors that people were not happy with when people were shooting with film like a light leaking into the camera or the colors going for a toss or lens aberration or you know like a like a uh, you know colors going wrong these are all the things that we have on instagram today and people flaunt it like nobody's business but of course if i'm shooting a, a garment for a client he wants his colors to be perfect at that time i will do color balancing and get perfect colors but other than that i do not like shooting technically correct pictures because you know they are hardly creative wow wow that is something interesting i didn't know that but when you're clicking my portfolio please make sure you don't take it okay no yeah. threats here ye dhamki ka time nahi hai i'm going to take the next question from uday yeah. sir do you think by these high tech cameras low level skill person in photography can also be a good photographer uday i know you want to be a photographer so samir let's hear you out on this uh do you think by these high tech cameras low level skill persons can also can also be oh, a no, no 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 uday get this very very clear it's never about the camera some of my best pictures are pictures that i've shot on my mobile phone trust me it's always about seeing the picture in your head before you capture it on camera you know if you can't see it in your head no matter how high end camera you uh, a camera you have you'll never be able to capture on camera capture it Absolutely. the whole idea of taking uh, the whole secret behind taking good pictures is being able to visualize so what happens is you have to bombard your subconscious with a lot of content yeah. you know i have seen so many pictures of so many photographers that i have aspired uh, to be like through magazines online here there books whenever i travel abroad i i, I collect so many books on uh aspirational photographers and i've seen so much of this content that i don't know nowadays sometimes it just comes out of my head okay this is like this this is like that and then i very unknowingly find a reference to a picture i have seen maybe 15 years back oh okay as we yeah. say they are taking inspiration <laughs> yeah yeah exactly inspiration correct so you have to have your subconscious completely flooded with different different pictures and what you aim to shoot at some point in time so learn to see creatively the technical uh, part is very easy anybody can do it and like look around you everybody is doing it wow so bharat haladi is asking at events how can photographers be less intrusive most of them block the view of the audience very valid question and clearly he's attended a lot of events where he's had an issue with the photographers blocking the view i i mean yeah so i don't know if he's a photographer wanting to be less intrusive or he's an audience who wants to you know get a photographer out of his face <laughs> <laughs> well from the looks of it he is actually in the audience in the front row to be precise right right so i don't know i've never shot events uh, so i wouldn't know but i would say that if you use a long lens if you use a, a longer uh, zoom lens maybe you can stand 
at the back and shoot as against shooting uh, at a focal length of let's say 35 mil or 50 mil and being right under the stage you can probably use 100 mil 150 mil 200 mil and actually go back and then shoot the pictures that's that's what i would guess and, and i think the photographers and i think some of the photographers who are blocking the view don't shouldn't be in the profession exactly exactly <laughs> somebody like me like i am i'm 6 foot 2 and i'm big so you know imagine me shooting an event i would block everybody's view even if i didn't want to so <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting a lot of validation also here not just questions rakshit said that color checker and 18% gray thanks very much and uday also acknowledged your answer that's great well said sir well you have a nice fan here who's watching our show vidya oh, that your last is very good oh really okay oh, yeah. how sweet of her to join thank she's you vidya in, uh, she's all of her 83 years of age and uh, she's my mother's eldest sister oh adorable thank you so yeah. much and i'm impressed that at that age she is technically so sound to watch the show know, and interact with us yes 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 apurva is saying interesting insights well lots of validation mamta is asking what is people photography people photography is where you shoot people and uh, take a vow to not make them look worse than what they are but uh, making them look better than what they are <laughs> yeah yeah that's very simply defined but uh, i know that you very often say samir that a picture says a million things you know in corporate when we do trainings uh, we often say that a picture says is one picture equivalent to 1000 words now when a picture is saying a million things how do we make especially women because i see women very very conscious including myself when the camera comes on right mm -hmm. about a figure about a skin So, how do you make uh, somebody like a female model more comfortable? So, basically, uh, I would do a lot of things. It's, there's no thumb rule for it, honestly. Uh, but uh, depends on what part of herself is she conscious about. You know, first is about uh, I give everyone I shoot a lot of compliments. I am always flattering them. Uh, I try to get them into a certain momentum. so that you know the energy is high on set and uh, I, i tend to shoot quickly i'm not somebody who will take one picture and then review it for 5 10 seconds one picture and again 5 10 seconds so i'm always very high energy i'm shouting i'm elated you know people might think i'm on drugs or something but <laughs> i i i really believe that my energy translates into the subject's energy you know so if i keep my energy high automatically the other person's energy gets lifted and uh, the best way of making a person comfortable is clicking some pictures and showing it to them wow okay so i mean get an instant validation make them comfortable yeah yeah and right. i'm somebody who does after every five clicks i always go up to the person and i want them to see it and then on the pictures i'll tell them that this is so great about you and this is so you know this is something which you can really improvise on improvise on okay yeah so so there's there's no negative talk at all it's always uh, you know encouraging them to go to the next step awesome so lots of learning here even for me can you give us one tip those who love to click pictures on mobile phones to all the viewers what is that one thing that we should be careful about we okay. all love clicking you want to repeat one, that one one tip for all of us mango people who are watching this show because we love using our mobile phones to click and upload on instagram 
So can you share that one tip with us? What should we be careful about, about our poses, our stances, our expression, or the lighting? Stop using filters. Oh, yeah. Well said. <laughs> Stop using filters because the minute you're using a filter subconsciously, you're telling yourself and the world that you're not happy with how you are. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. Well you know? said. Well said. Yeah. I think that's a great takeaway, at least for me and all those who are watching here. Well, friends, any skill can be achieved 100% if you keep practicing. And like Samir is saying, I know the dedication and the commitment that Samir puts in every day. Barring aside the fact that both of us are actually workaholics, but we love and admire and respect our craft. Right, Samir? Yes. So a lot of youngsters are watching this show, including Siddhan. And a lot of youngsters today that I see and I train and I groom, I see that there is a fad of picking up photography. And by God's grace, they can, or mostly they can afford it, right? Yes. To buy a new camera because it becomes a fad to flaunt at school, at college. So what is, what is the top three pointers of advice as a senior expert from the industry, as well as a father, as well as an idol for so many youngsters who follow you amongst your team, outside your photography unit. What, is, what are those three things that you'll advise the youngsters or the youth today? Uh, so advice to youngsters who want to pick up the camera? And who want to follow the fad of photography? Okay, so first have a good why. Why do you want to be a photographer? Because when there are million people out there who are your competition already, why do you want to be a photographer? So there's one, there's one thing that I just want to be a photographer, but do you really have it in you to make it? Do you want to be an artist or do you want to run your uh, photography as a business? Because that's what I did. You know, I did not want to be an artist. Of course, I'm an artist by default, but uh, sorry to say this, but artists, in my opinion, always die poor. And it's only after that they've passed away, their value is, uh, you know, <laughs> the value is, it just this is the, the truth. <laughs> this, this is, is the, the truth, truth what, you're saying, what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> so do you want to be an artist? Then if you want to be an artist, then you probably should have something on the side, you know, and then you can also be an artist. You know, true, so true. advice number one is why do you want to be a photographer? Second would be uh, have a side side gig. Don't have don't okay. don't have photography as your whole and soul because in today's time it's extremely difficult not to shoot the picture but to get in the business. Correct. So uh, if you actually want to learn photography, I would say you also go and do a management course on how to get the business inside. Wow, well you know? said. Well yeah. said. So that's that's more important than photography itself because there's so much of material out there on photography. You go to YouTube, spend time for maybe two three hours, and you'll get to know everything about photography. And honestly. That's all that there is to it. And then it's about like 95, 98% of just practicing it. But the real challenge is getting the work in. If there's no work coming in, what are you going to shoot? You know, Excellent. and the third, the third advice would be once you decide to buy the camera and when you actually buy it, shoot every day. That's extremely important. I see a lot of people shoot only when they will get an uh, expensive camera, only when they'll get a really good hot good looking model to shoot and third uh, reason is you know i don't know third reason can, could be a, a multitude of things but yeah there are always excuses to not shoot so true no very nicely you put it across and i'm sure a lot of young audience who are watching the show right now will benefit from this before we end the show one another big myth that you would like to break about photography 
Do we have another myth? About photography, so the photog- uh, being behind the camera, the biggest myth is you've got to have uh, expensive equipment to... Uh, right, uh, that you know, we discussed. Yeah, but that we discussed. In terms of facing the camera, people feel that they have to be six feet and above. Uh, they feel that they need to have surfboard abs, eight packs. Oh, yes. <laughs> they need to be drop dead gorgeous like uh, maybe a Deepika or a Priyanka Chopra or Aishwarya Rai. It is not the case. You know, today people want uh, more real looking faces. Uh, if you look at whatever hoardings we see, TV ads we see or whatever brands, well, there are a certain number of brands that only celebrities are endorsing, but you'll see almost 70 to 80% of the ads out there which are endorsed and which are uh, uh, done by real looking people because they want the relatability of the common man to the product or the brand. So in that sense, an entire market is thrown open where you can actually uh, be in front of the camera, be very average looking, be uh, looking like yourself and still make a mark in this career. You know, so that's one myth. If you, if you want to do ramp shows, then yes, of course, you know, guys need to be six feet tall. Girls need to be uh, five, nine, five, ten. But again, Rams is just like a fraction of uh, the entire uh, business that's out there. But yeah, there are a lot of other places where people need real looking people only. Amazing. Samir, you know, we are getting a lot of acknowledgement, feedback. My phone is buzzing with a lot of WhatsApp because you've been absolutely candid and honest in this conversation. And that's what I love. The endeavor here on this show, uh, you know, remember we were discussing discussing prior to this show that we want to highlight conversations that people usually don't talk about. They only talk about the fanciness of a profession. They don't talk about what it took to be here. (coughs) And I respect you a lot. Uh, What are your parting thoughts? My parting thoughts are, I think for photographers, just shoot a lot and uh, be your own best critic. I really feel that uh, you're only as good as your last shoot. So whatever shoot you're getting into is going to determine how good, average or bad you are. So <laughs> I think, yeah, put all your energy into it. Uh, I really feel that being nervous before a photo shoot brings out the best in me. So don't be overconfident. You never know how the tables will turn and how the shoot will go. So always be prepared and overprepared. Wow. Planning is equally important before a shoot, right? I know that you've done longer plannings and your shoot has finished in a snap. Yes, I'm, I'm known to be very, very fast and that's my USP. I do a lot of research on uh, celebrities before I go into a shoot with them because that becomes a very good icebreaker. Wow. So okay. more things I know about them, about their achievements. Of course, my team, you know, Rahul, he always, you know, he's a very big cricket buff. So whenever I've shot cricketers, he always tells me, okay, okay you know, talk about this victory, talk about this six that he hit. And then, you know, that's a good icebreaker because, you know, it also seems like I am interested in what they are doing in their life. So wow. do your research, know where you want to go with it. Don't uh, have references in your head, but head, but don't copy stuff. So there are a lot of things I could just go on, but Principally, just shoot a lot. That's the only thing that's going to you know, take you to the other side. You know, Samir, you've highlighted a lot of things that these are what these are called the transferable skills. Yes. And these skills are can be taken from one industry to the other. Right. Yes. Because you spoke about planning. You spoke about being authentic. You spoke about not using filters. 
while we are looking at a lens, but we have to use all these skill sets, which is going to come in handy. Well, Swati is saying very useful information. Thank you, Samir, sir. Most welcome, Swati. And we have Roshan saying, thank you for answering my last question. And I really want to be a fashion photographer. So can I start my career by assisting any fashion photographer like you? Well, I'm going to answer on Samir's behalf, Roshan, because I do know, Samir, that occasionally, because I know you remain very busy, but occasionally you do uh, photography batches at your academy. Yes, right? yes. I do master classes. You do masterclasses. Excellent. So for those of you who want to learn from Samir, it might be a great idea to get in touch with his office. Put your names there, put your numbers there, because the next time when Samir is organizing his batch where he will personally be giving him some tips and make you making you a better photographer, they'll, they'll keep you in mind. Rahul is an absolutely hands-on person. Vishal is saying thanks for such an honest talk. Of course, and of course. Most welcome. In fact, you know, uh, it's it's such a coincidence that right now, just two days back, I've thrown the studio open to new assistants. So anybody who wants to uh, become an assistant and treat this like a one-year advanced course, they can go to my Instagram, click on the link, and they will find uh, a link in there which says become an assistant. There's a small form which you fill. If we select you, we'll get in touch with you. So that's also one way of learning uh, from me and photographers like me. That's even better. Oh, my yeah. God. Can I apply for being an assistant? Overqualified. <laughs> <laughs> well, from Royal Harmonica Club, he's saying that was well said, Samir. Do not copy anyone. For when you do, you make his mistakes your own. And that's Rangina, my dad, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. The whole family is here. So. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for supporting both of us, in fact, and for watching the show. And uh, Thank you, everybody, all the audiences for being here. There's lots of learning, not just for photography enthusiasts, but for everybody who wants to have interesting key takeaways, right? Totally, totally. Yes. So Mimansa is saying, very interesting, though not from photography background. It was an absolute pleasure listening to both of you. A great show. Fantastic. Okay. On that note, Samir, I wish you an excellent weekend. Thank you so much for sparing your time. Did you know that we've almost reached an hour of conversation? Yeah, I'm telling you, we should do this like a whole day's thing, I'm telling you. And <laughs> even then, I think we'll be short of time. <laughs> exactly. And we always bring in guests. So if you want to see Samir again, feel free to just use any one of our handles on social media. We both are approachable and you can just drop in a request. We'll try and get Samir back on the D show. So once again, Samir, thanks a ton. And I'll see you soon for my next portfolio. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're, doing, we're going to kill it soon. Looking forward to it. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us here. You make this show very, very interesting. And thank you for spending time to engaging with us. I hope I bring you a lot of value on time by bringing meaningful content. Keep your requests coming in who you would like to see on the next D show. And I will be here sipping my tea as Dr. D and making it worthwhile for all of you. A lot of planning goes into it for every show. So would love your support. Share this link, share the YouTube link, have people subscribe to it. It would mean a lot to me. Take care. Cheers. Bye.